Hello again. It is WISPIT. WISPIT, abbreviated, stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. It is now spring, and with spring, there will be change. So I decided to pick a topic that will not only be interesting, lighthearted, as well as informative, that I think we all may enjoy. And at some point or another, we have all had to deal with change. So I have entitled this next episode, The Weight of Change. That is W-E-I-G-H-T. Again, The Weight of Change. Well, as time moves on, change is inevitable. There will be change that you may perceive as positive, and then there is some change that you may not perceive as positive. But either way, change will come. The key is, how do you position yourself for it? Will you be ready for change? Have you prepared for change? As summer approaches, many of us look toward better health and a lower weight that we may be carrying from the exit of winter. We start going to the grocery store and browsing the shelves for healthy alternatives. And it sounds like a really simple task, but it is not. The healthier you want to eat, you quickly discover that organic foods and healthier foods seem to be more expensive. No matter what size you may be, and I have seen this in people of lighter weight and heavier weight, we all want to be another size. So the question is, how do you see yourself? What is a good starting point? Well, introspection would be the first place that I would suggest. And what this means is that you must first look from within to see how you feel about change or are you receptive to change? Do you want to change? See, most of us in general, I feel, don't often mind the change. What we seem to dislike most is the cost of the change. Change for some unknown reason seems to be as heavy and costly as Bitcoin to some. Coming out of the COVID pandemic, many of us are looking for better opportunities to save more money, earn more money, or put more money away for retirement, or even better ways to invest our money or time. But either way, both encompass a new beginning and a new plan. How will this year be different or better than the year before? How will you go about creating a change of mind body, spirit, and more importantly, attitude. Are you patient enough to apply the time, the energy, and the investment to see a change to the end? See, speed does not always equate to success. Sometimes easy come means easy go. Well, in reference to weight loss, I have maybe a few Simple suggestions. Number one, don't set a goal that's too high for you to reach on day one. For example, 
you may want to lose 10 pounds and you realistically, or hopefully, you know that this is not going to happen in one or two days. So set your heights on one meal of any day that you can stick to. And hopefully by doing this with one meal and achieving your expectations within that one meal, it gives you the incentive and courage to start the next day with a slightly higher goal. A few facts that I think most of us know would be number one, sugar and fat intake in excess amounts will cause you to gain weight, often very quickly. Too many carbohydrates that ultimately break down in the body to sugar will also do the same thing. So the key is balance and realistic expectations. Stop looking in a thousand different magazines to ultimately come up with this one solution that number one, it's going to take a made up mind, some self-control, some initiative, and a desire to embrace the change. Stop looking at what someone else is doing or able to do or achieve because everyone is different. The ultimate goal, more so than weight loss, is to be as healthy as you can be at any age. A healthy weight or BMI and lifestyle can improve the overall quality of living. Now, of course, there are other factors that must be considered, such as genetics. But before you do anything, please go and see your doctor and have a physical with blood work to rule out other causes of weight gain, such as hypothyroidism, which is a low-functioning thyroid gland, or other metabolic causes. Now, these are you know just a few um, examples, but by all means, this is not the only cause of weight gain. And do not... I repeat, do not go to the grocery store, especially when you're hungry, and buy everything under the sun and moon based on every dietary fad that you have read for the week and then be shocked at the sticker price at the register. Number two, I would like to suggest is buy only what you will need for the first three days. Then weigh in every three days, not daily. This will give you and your body a chance to adjust. And this also avoids wasting a lot of food. If you are a high sugar consumer, prepare yourself for what I call basic boot camp. Don't allow yourself to have any process sugar in the first three days. And I think just personally, this is more of a reasonable goal because if you can make it after three days, pat yourself on the back and try to consume fresh foods without excess sauces, creams, sugar, etc. And then by the end of the week, reward yourself with something slightly sweet without going overboard and only in a small proportion. And this gives you something to look forward to. But if you know you are unable to abstain from even a small sweet item without overindulgence, do not begin eating anything sweet because you and only you know what your temptation level is. And thirdly, 
This other suggestion would be to incorporate a mild form of exercise. That is, if you are able, such as walking on a regular basis. I always think that walking makes a great start. But again, please clear your exercise level with your physician. And do not start out too aggressively. Pace yourself. I remember many years ago, I was talking with a patient about dieting. And the first question that was asked was, what should I eat or what shouldn't I eat? Can you give me a meal plan? Can you print this out for me? Can you just hand me everything that I need? But before I could answer the questions, the patient was already responding about how difficult the journey was going to be and that there was just no way that she could possibly process all of this information on a day-to-day basis. So she wanted me to make it very simple for her, what was good for her. In other words, I think she wanted me to regurgitate the information without her having to really do the work. But in life, nothing comes that easy. So I tried explaining the difference between complex and simple carbohydrates, but again, I hit a wall. So I just waited for her to complete every reason for why she was overweight until she noticed that I just simply stopped trying to give the answers. And she said, I bet you can't tell me in a simple way what I can and cannot eat. And I replied, sure I can. She said, okay. I said, well, if it tastes good, spit it out. So she started laughing and so did I. But more importantly, so much about eating is not simply about the food. It's also about the attitude towards the food. And what is it that food provides? When you don't eat right, you aren't cheating your healthcare providers. You're cheating yourself out of an opportunity to be in the best possible health that you can be. Do you ever notice how creamy and smooth and satisfying to the palate ice cream or icing is? And that's because of the high fat and sugar load of the ingredients. Beans and peas and corn have a higher carbohydrate uh, content as well. But think about it. If you can make cornbread or sweet potato pie or tortilla chips from the vegetable, it has a higher concentration of carbohydrates in most cases. Whereas you could whip or beat turnip greens or cabbage to the ground, but no matter how much you whip or beat them, the content will still be mostly water in this particular vegetable. So I say all of this to make this point. If you want to tip the scale in your favor in terms of the weight of change, you must first be willing to change. Change does not come easy. It doesn't. You may have to remove yourself from an environment of negative thinkers and environments that want to keep you in that status quo arena. It's okay to eat because you like something, but it is more important to eat to live. And this means that you have to consume foods that you may not like in order to give your body what it needs. My personal philosophy is that I eat something green every day and foods that carry a high water content. None of us wants to be fat. Oh, I said that word that in these days and times, does not sound like an acceptable word. 
But before you get upset, let me explain to you what the word fat means in terms of my acronym. It stands for frustrated and tired. Yes, fat. And if you ever watch, for an example, I'm going to shift gears here just slightly. If you ever watch true investors, they are always looking for opportunities to invest in the right thing. The key is to recognize the opportunity before the market price of anything has increased dramatically. So just like a savvy investor, you have to look for ways to make great investments in yourself. Your health is the best investment ever because without health, there is no wealth. And understand what your personal market price and down payment will be in order for you to live. Are you willing to make the investment in yourself to achieve the best health that you can possibly have? Eat to live, not just live to eat, so that you won't be frustrated and tired. And remember, change like wealth management is a long haul game. It takes time, study, and a huge investment in yourself, but the rewards are definitely worth it. So until next time, it is WISPIT. WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in socially powerful and interesting times. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at ARWISPIT. That is A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. Thank you.